This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Mutual victory. Yay, mutual victory. We're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Thank you to both of our listeners. <laughs> no, that's not what we're sending out to the universe. All right, fine. So, thank you to Hundreds. the 267 listeners that we have today. For, ep- for episode five? Just today. All right. We'll get to two something by... Five. Don't worry about. Don't worry five, about it. Whatever. You know, I, I. You know what? I had this thought. Okay. When I was making dinner, who we're doing this for and why? Uh huh. At the very least, Luna. We're doing this for Luna. Yeah. We have bad language. Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know who her parents are. <laughs> no, because I had this thought where, like, but for her to listen to when she's like grown up. I'm. T- yeah, I'm okay. like thinking 30th birthday, what something old, old something milestone. Old. I mean, if it's in her periphery before, great. If not, I because th- I was thinking if I knew or if I had Luna's our dozens, yes, for anybody Luna's who's <laughs> listening to this who doesn't know that, <laughs> Luna's our granddaughter. She is now four months, four months old mm-hmm. and adorable. But I had this thought where if I had hours and like uh, you know episodes of my grandparents oh it's gonna make me cry if i had great if i had a podcast episodes of my grandparents talking about i don't care what right i would devour that okay stop talking about this this made me tear up okay (laughs) this would be great so we left off with enneagram (laughs) five we got through five we got through five now we're we're at six yes enneagram six so Enneagram six is called the loyalist. Like which, the Tories? Right. Which always brings me to the American Revolution. <laughs> That's probably not where other people go when they hear that. Um, but then I got thinking about Enneagram six and how many characters and people actually fall under the six category. What is the six? Like so... What's the- the characteristics of a six. Well, what's it called? The what? The loyalist. Oh, yeah. Duh. Wow. <laughs> you just got distracted by Tories. I did. Got to, and, you know. I digesting, shall take no tea. Digesting some pierogies now, so. Oh, right. <laughs> You're trying to digest pierogies and. Okay. So the loyalist. A, have an Enneagram conversation. Uh, sixes. have like two kind of separate ways of being that overlap. So on one hand, they can be pretty like worried about things like being without support, being without uh, guidance. And so sometimes sixes go on the edge of like, go on the side of like being very cautious and kind of indecisive. And other times sixes will like be defiant and overreactive to things or like, uh, you know, contrarian about things. So within that worry and that fear, if we're going to call it fear, it's and the kind of like ruminating, um, they, they kind of go between those two things or like, you know, you know, what I've read a bunch of articles about Enneagram characters and like Enneagram character development uh, 
And again, we're diverging from the the typical lexicon of Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, don't don't bring attention to it because we'll sound way more cultured. Oh, if we're just like if Whoo. we just like say, oh yes, by the way, sense and sensibility. Tyler Durden from Fight Club really is a six in in both. So in both like ways that the character demonstrates, it goes into both like phobic, counterphobic. Uh, worried anxious kind of over um overly cautious about things and then the other side like brad pitt's side the like rebellious don't tell me what to do kind of um, so wait when you say tyler durden you you mean brad pitt and edward norton yes in that movie yes should we say spoiler alert for this movie that's no i'm not doing spoiler <laughs> alerts for movies that were made eight bajillion years ago it's 1999 <laughs> what's the cutoff i mean i guess you know one year you get a year uh if i was a teenager when the movie was made i'm not gonna be like <laughs> clueless spoiler oh which came up before share from clueless is a two but who's a six is maybe a six and sh- from clueless and clueless okay but first so Edward, Edward Norton, who's in the credits, he's called the narrator. Right. But so both of them yes. are kind of encompassing of the six. Now, what makes them loyal? Why are they the loyalist? So I don't know why. I don't know exactly you know where that like one word came from. I would say that it's because they're like they're very connected to support and structure. And so like they can be very... Mm. Um, you know, like I'm going to stay at this job for the next 40 years because being in this place of like comfort and what I know mm. supersedes any expanding sort of, or going outside of that or not knowing. Any sort of uncertainty. Right. They can be called, right. and, and the same thing about family and um, commitment. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so their loyalist is is more of like a level, I think, of their commitment to others, commitment to. So it's situations. like a loyalty to like a structure, being static and not changing. Oh, okay. What other characters you got? Um. Oh. So sixes are okay. So if we go back to like oh, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, I was gonna go there. Oh, who do you think is this? Denethor. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because he, like, his whole thing is he, even when Gandalf is like, I'm I'm bearing news of the return of the king, he's like, no. He's like, he doesn't want to give up that. He doesn't want to, even if it may clearly benefit, Mm. he doesn't want to give up his, now it could be like a power thing. I mean, I guess, does it matter if it's a power thing or their motivation? But like, he clearly does not want any change to the structure. And in fact, he's, anything he, does in the story is to maintain his power in that structure mm-hmm. or his like hold of the structure. What were you going to say? Thorin Oakenshield. Okay. Interesting. Oh, okay. So I guess like restoring Erebor in the kingdom. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's kind of a dick. Well, it's when he goes to the like very phobic, kind of suspicious mm. or worried, anxious, you know. Yeah, um, the most high strung dwarf. I mean, maybe not right? angry, bald dwarf. The one that's also. He's also the hottest. What's the guy? He's the hottest dwarf. 
What the hell are you talking? <laughs> he's the hot dwarf. Did you now? Here's the part of this movie that like it just it wasn't like their makeup on their face or their hair. The part that struck me, and I think it was the second movie when he puts the key in the mountain. It's clearly prosthetic hands mm-hmm. to make them look like dwarf hands. And they look like Hulk gloves. They it's do look so, so weird. weird. They look like, like square fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's like, oh, you were you were kind of a person I could mm-hmm. identify with until your block hands. Yeah. Well, it's like because sixes as loyalists go to one degree or the other. Like I was saying before, like um, if they're in that like worrisome zone, it's Anything is worth sacrificing for like comfort and stability. Comfort and stability. Stay in a less than desirable relationship for comfort and stability to not like shake things up. But then some sixes are like rebels for rebels sake. There isn't even like necessarily a, it's most, it's almost like, oh, you told me to do X. Well, now I'm going to do Y. So speaking of the Hobbit, and sixes would Bilbo be a six in yes. the beginning? Yep, because he's very much not the adventurer. He just wants right. to kind of chill out in the Shire. Bilbo is totally would you say a six quintessential six? Yes, mm-hmm. and like, and you can also like think about Bilbo's house. Yeah, how he has like all the things, and he's very concerned that people are going to take his things, or he's mm. not going to have enough things. You well, know, I mean, he's right to be concerned. At the end of that last movie, they're like selling his shit <laughs> as he gets shit. home. Well, I think about when they all show up and they start eating all his food, mm. and I was like, he's literally going to not have any food. I mean, they do literally. I mean, it's, again, concern was kind of valid. Valid concern. They, valid concern. Was totally. that how, do you think that was intentional? That's how they're going to get him to go on this adventure? Well, if we eat everything he you has, have no choice you have no leave. choice but to go somewhere else. You know, this is a kind of like a minor character-ish. Um, in Harry Potter, Draco's mother narcissa mm-hmm. narcissa, malfoy. narcissa malfoy she's a six huh. because in her mind it's like the safety and security of pledging allegiance oh. to the dark lord right. supersedes like her even her conscience which you know like the whole like being concerned about her child right. and you know all of that she sort of does i mean i forget details in the book about like so i know in the end of the seven movie part two when harry's like faking his own pretending to be dead right and she asks about draco like she doesn't rat him out like so right. she's like more concerned about making sure her shit goes on tampered with yep than any sort of greater conflict or safety hmm. security yeah. safety and security yeah okay yep um because we just watched the movie we watch a lot of movies. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's like winter. It's, the sun sets at like 3.30. So we just watched Logan. Oh, that movie is Logan so... is a six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Logan in that movie is a six. Yeah. Wolverine is a six. Really? I mean, for the amount of information I know about Wolverine, yes. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to think of... <clears throat> well, now in my head, I'm comparing Wolverine and X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men 3... All the variations uh-huh, of, uh-huh. and I can't really remember past the first X Men movie, which I've probably seen the most times, uh-huh. and the one we just watched. Yeah, okay. Ah, that movie's so good. This really it was good amazing. Movie. Really, really good. Movie. It was so good. It was so violent, so right away. Like, 
It's so good because like there's a lot of talk about like make giving comic book characters the R-rated treatment and sometimes it's like why? Mm-hmm. Like when we saw Batman v Superman and it's just like Batman cracking people's necks and literally killing people and right. it's kind of like why? That I'm seeing like it seems like a little much for me. So when I think about sixes kind of the litmus just because I know the character really well is Leonard in Big Bang Theory, which I mentioned oh, yeah. okay. in the last episode because yeah. he and Sheldon do the like play. Yeah, the five back and six forth. the six wing five. Um so Leonard when he even when he is pushed to the point of like unhappy doesn't like what's going on. There's conflict. He's in conflict with Sheldon or he's in conflict with Penny or whatever. Being in that state of like security and belonging and keeping things going the way that they're going is more important than being defiant or or pushing against. Mm. Um, until sometimes he, you know, he he goes to that other part that the six can go to where he'll like intentionally push back about something intentionally rebel. Uh, sometimes it seems like about things that are like silly. Yeah. Like this is the thing. This right. is the thing this that's, the... that you're going to put your foot down about. Like mm. of all the crap that Sheldon has pulled, you know, Would him that... revealing a spoiler was right. like the, you know, the, the cross line. Would that be him being like being a five wing or just part of a various levels of a six? Well, it's more of like a going back and forth. It's like, this is where sixes can get so confusing because like they don't fit really neatly into a box. And we're not even talking about like seven wing, five wing mm. growth point, stress point, that kind of stuff. But like in some scenarios and, you know, everything is so personal and subjective, right? That six will be like, no. And, and almost present in that like defiant contrarian eight way. And then in so many other situations, they're just like status quo, status quo, status quo. Like don't rock the boat. Don't shake things up until almost like they either a line is crossed or they've had enough or, or whatever it is that has. So yeah, that's the six. That's the the six. loyalist. So can I say, go back to my R-rated superhero? <laughs> Whereas like watching, it was even Batman v Superman with PG-13 and Batman is just killing people and it didn't feel right. It was just like this shouldn't be happening. Why is Batman just creating corpses? He doesn't Why? do that. Why would Batman but, do that? However, in Logan, when in the first scene, he has his claws and he is like shredding people. It's like, this makes sense. He's a defiant six. It's like, this makes sense for this character. Like an would R-rated it version. For, it also wouldn't make sense for a one to behave that way because integrity and morality would always supersede right. any kind of in the moment gut reaction which speaking of the dc movies but in in was it man of steel when superman kills general zod like he snaps his neck and that was like a and that's how he defeats the bad guy like he, he murders him mm-hmm. it was like what murder murder and it felt kind of like uh it just feels wrong yeah <laughs> it just doesn't feel right right it just doesn't sit right like Watching Batman use any type of gun and kill people and then watch Superman kill like this doesn't feel right. But then watching like Logan with his like that then that treatment was like, oh, this doesn't feel out of character, especially in the situation he's put in and the character and what his powers are. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we've 
we can finally like he you know he pg-13 slashes people for 30 years and then he got a chance to do it for two and a half hours legit and it was glorious and it was glorious and it was like we haven't i don't watch that movie a lot and this might be like in the yearly rotation where like i'll watch it once a year you get in a mood yeah i'm like need to and actually in the girl and it's equally amazing and terrifying mm-hmm. and brutal, which made it cool too because they didn't, they didn't dumb her down. They didn't like right. scale her down and be like, oh, she'll just kind of be the watered down version of Logan. Like, no, she was equally terrifying. So badass. Oh, so good. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she might have been slightly more terrifying personally. <laughs> yes, because she is a child. Because she's a child. It's like, it's like, are you going to throw a flower in my face or She probably has stab dead me dolls in the buried neck. in the backyard too. She probably has heads buried in the backyard <laughs> so that's a six now we're going to go into the next one that i know of only because it is the growth point for one mm. which is number seven it's true yeah but we're not getting into growth points right now right but this is the only reason why that's i know, you know i'm familiar with what a seven is sort do of. you have um character just guesses? just one thor thor yeah thor, he's who's like kind the of easy, like the, the easy seven right the easy seven the easy like we're gonna we're going to invade Jotunheim and not like, let's be cautious because we're doing something we shouldn't. It's like, we're going to do this, guys, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And we're going to come back and party and we're going to have a blast doing Always. it. Yeah. So Seven's the Enthusiast. They are all about adventures and being spontaneous. And, you know, they tend to have like very optimistic, sunny side uh personalities and um and a whole lot of charisma they really struggle with anything that's outside of that though so they will like avoid and um deflect away from any kind of difficult situation or conflict um you know unless they can turn it into something that is <laughs> a party or an adventure almost a like game right or almost yeah like a if it's a downer they're gonna like completely withdraw <laughs> it's and... like we need to have the serious talk yeah that well, you send a seven a text that says when you get home you need to talk and they just might not come home no, like, i mean that's a little unfair that <laughs> that message may make any numbers butt clench it's true it's true and and sevens may just particularly sevens that haven't quite become very aware and don't know that this is a tendency that they have they'll do whatever it is that they can to mitigate or to avoid that potential you know like hard Mm. tricky conversation so um Mm. they also want to have their needs met and by and and not just like basic needs i mean that sounds so silly to say it that way um like any indulgence that they have if it is not satiated, like they can, they can go to the side of like gluttony. Uh, that's what I was just thinking of any sort of slightly gluttonous. Yeah, it's like you know. if 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 some is good, then more must be better. Right. You know, okay. like that kind of whole. Yeah, which is. Um, I mean, yeah. if that's Thor when he's, I'm thinking of pre-Endgame Thor, when he's like the party warrior. You know, uh-huh. the, 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 but then, like when in Endgame. When he's like in his kind of dark moments, he's right. he is glut, super gluttonous. Like he drinks too much, he's too lazy. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he doesn't eat yep. healthy. He doesn't do anything. They're productive. Totally prone to addiction, right? Yeah. So he's like total comfort. 
numbing of whatever pain aside yeah. from dealing with like whatever reason why he's you know feeling that way yeah honey look <laughs> at you yeah i mean again, breaking down all the character aspects of thor 100 well, percent. now that the trick is can i think of anything anyone else it's a seven <laughs> which which number would i hate to be around if i had to be in charge of them mm. Mm, peter pan 100 peter pan yeah yep. and the weasley twins ah uh, but seven. they seem so much fun. I'm sure they are. They would have driven you crazy if they were in your class in high school, though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Totally 100%. Would've. Oh, like every, no- I could, any number would have driven me crazy on any given day for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Hermione would have driven me crazy being a one herself, as I am. I'd be yeah. like, oh my God. It would be like. <laughs> well, then it's the mirror thing. Would right. It, would it be like that one story for one student? Do you remember the story? I was teaching at high school. I was teaching freshman world history. Oh, I love this story. And I had a student that, the student was on the spectrum. Most definitely a, a one or a five. Yes. And he was mm-hmm. on the spectrum as well. Right. Very much into the same stuff Neurodivergent. Okay. Into fantasy, sci-fi, yep. comics, all that stuff. Like we've had, we had many conversations about this stuff. It was, it was a joy to have a kid that I could talk to this stuff about. Like yeah. this was, he was nothing but great and he was always pleasant but he was i mean very literal very very literal. very literal and very little. when he would correct a wonderful memory wonderful brilliant and mm-hmm. and when he corrected me it was never out of like ha ha i got you right it was always like um are you aware that you misspoke and here's the right thing helpful helpful very helpful and One never a not, a, not a bad bone in this kid never a bad intention mm-hmm but at that point in my teaching career, I was very exhausted. It was my last year teaching. Yeah. So like I was on my way out as far as as just being a teacher. So yep. I was exhausted. Yep. <laughs> I was teaching about um, exploration, like European explore- exploration. And uh-huh. I was talking about Ferdinand. No. Yes. Ferdinand. No. Catherine and Ferdinand? No. No. Who is it? Spanish queen, Catherine of Aragon. Catherine. Yes, Catherine of Aragon. Of Aragon, yes. Catherine of Aragon, and I, and I was meant to say something, something, Catherine of Aragon, and what I said was Catherine of Aragorn, mm-hmm. the character from Lord of the Rings. Right. And this word, like, if I extended my hand, I could have <laughs> grabbed it. It was that close. It was that just so close out of my mouth. Like, I barely said it. Yep. And this word was just barely escaped my lips and he said mr o'neill you meant aragon aragorn is blah 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 i'm like thank you thank you for pointing out that flaw i misspoke you're right it was the greatest example of why meditation works mm-hmm. and it was also a perfect example of what happens internally when a one has the experience of like not doing well enough at something in a moment right and i remember i've had i had the memory of also like being a student in a classroom and a teacher misspeaking like that like saying one thing Uh when they meant another and both situations in my life have played out where i said you're did you mean this because you said this and i think you meant that and then years later as an adult thinking oh they misspoke i know what they meant there's no need to pause stop them Right. It doesn't really matter. That's not the point of their story. 
so I, 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 all of these thoughts were flashing through my head in the second that this was taking place. And which all also gave me the patience and pause to be like, oh, for Christ's sake. You know, <laughs> the other side to the story, though, is yes. that we share a last name. And, you know, I was hanging out with a friend and this woman comes in and they know each other and they're talking. And so my friend introduces me and the woman goes, oh, Neil, I know, I know, I know that name, you know, does, does your, does your husband work at the school? And I was like, oh yeah, he teaches blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Oh my God, he is my son's favorite teacher. He oh my God. talks about your husband all the time and all the pop culture references and all the books that they've read. And and she she just is glowing and gushing. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Who is your son? And she tells me. And I know immediately that it's the student. His name, yep. You're like, I've heard stories i'm like yes i think i absolutely have heard oh my of God. your son That's it was so funny it was just such a perfect like turnaround of you know what we're perceiving in any given moment if we're stressed if we're tired if we're overwhelmed and then like what the other side and the other perception is totally. so oh my god it's so funny it's so every funny. now and then i reflect on my time at that school and some random stories come up and i always think about that first period class with that student and that was a really good group. I mean, there was a lot of shenanigans for freshmen, but and they were never first thing in the morning. They were awake first thing of. in the morning, and <laughs> yeah, those the, that group was fun. So, like, I always think about that. But I remember that moment. That's the first thing I think about when I think about my time there. I'm like, oh my god, this is why meditation works. Is because before I said anything, my my brain just said, take take a breath, and then I said, thank you. Mm. Thank you for correcting me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because <clears throat> you were talking about how you're, you know, one, when they're in their growth point, they go to seven. And um, a lot of the characters that you love are sevens. So, like, there's something about, oh, yeah. like, the way that you resonate with that character. Like, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, you think he's a is 100% a seven. Uh, he's 100% a seven. Yeah. Um, like... Just watching the dynamics of him and, you know, Amy, his partner, wife, and then they get married. And, um, you know, when there's anything that's, like, intense, he kind of tries to, like, gloss over it or make it funny. Mm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and everything turns into, like, some kind of a game, some kind of an adventure, some kind of a scavenger hunt. Where are the costumes? How can we get dressed up? Like, right. You know, it's and struggle, when... Like, his character struggles to be taken seriously right i mean and then like he he makes a point of like making sure he is taking serious taking seriously professionally yeah like he wants to and he does like he proves himself but like that's not the side he presents right to the world right um <clears throat> i know you're gonna love this one so which one number are we still on seven yeah what jamie frazier is a seven <sighs> sure he is i'm sure he is just a whimsical magical beast isn't he well he doesn't really have to be any of those things because adventure just shows up when he's only wearing a kilt adventure just glistens off his (laughs) abnormally muscular chest for 1770 whatever 
That first season. When you did were I, so mad. What did I call bullshit? I called bullshit. Oh, I know. It was the scene where he's like stuck under the wheel. In the, the water the wheel. water wheel. Grist mill. Grist mill. And scenario. then he like hides underwater, but then uh-huh. like surfaces and is holding his junk because his kilt got stuck in the whatever. Like your kilt does. Like your kilt does when you're hiding from the redcoats under a mill. It just gets I, stuck if I had a nickel. in the water wheel. It was not even his shoulders or his chest. It his was neck. whatever his traps. Traps right? was the yeah. muscle. Basically, the whatever is between your shoulder muscle and your necks. I lost neck. you in that moment. Did I'm like, what exercise is this eighteenth century Scotsman doing? Mm-hmm. And where is he getting this protein? Where is he getting his protein? Yeah, there were so lots many of things. mutton. Bull, I'm so mad. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but. To the show's credit, as the show went on, he slimmed down or they like did not emphasize his yeah. linebacker physique. Well, I think that probably they got some shit. Did they? From who? Who cares? Historians. Who that the, are they their target demographic? <sighs> no, but I think like they did the author of the books really does care about historic accuracy. So, you know. Jamie was doing reps with two twenty <laughs> when Claire was... walked in. Moving boats, like uh, Hugh Jackman's character in the first scene of Les Mis. <laughs> Just by himself, though. Except no one sang a word. Except no one was singing. Um, oh, I thought of another seven. And it just floated away. You know what I thought of that we didn't start off with? That what? we said we were going to? Is this is in your future. Because we're going to have that. When we talk about nines. Oh, okay. Let's go right to eight then. All right. So the eight is the challenger. Okay. Eights are really good at leadership. Uh, they're really good at knowing like kind of what needs to be done, making decisions. They have a lot of self-confidence uh, and they have no problem about confrontation. So all of the the avoiding of confrontation that goes on with the seven just gets filtered right over into the eight where the eight is like, <laughs> I'll take on all the confrontation. Sure. They, um, their their worry or concern is being controlled by others. Nah, they they don't like that because they know what needs to be done. They don't need people to control them. Um, and they like they kind of take control of situations sometimes preemptively so that others don't take control over them uh they can be really wonderful at like um fighting for a cause uh speaking up and defending people's rights those kind of things if they're unhealthy though they they go to the place of kind of like lording power over others like oh haha you are so stupid you mere mortal (laughs) so so here's a question. Would a example of an eight be like Robin Hood? No. Oh, okay. And I misread that. Give me an example. Do you have any? Because I have maybe Leia. Princess Leia is an eight. We haven't talked about Star Wars that much either. Princess Leia is an eight. Uh and and a healthy version of the eight. You know, like I said, she's standing up for that like cause. She she wants to make things right in the galaxy and um she is has no problem like telling people to F off if 
need be. Uh, she doesn't back down easily. She can be stubborn. And it does come from that really good hearted place of wanting to keep people safe because that's the other part about the eight is like they're they're wanting to like tell people and control and know does come ultimately from wanting people to not get hurt oh so then would hermione be a one or an eight she's a one okay yeah see but vader is also an eight he would yeah he would be the imbalanced you know lording the power force choking people <laughs> kind of eight uh so you know we have both of those I mean, aspects it would make sense that then those two are almost like on the opposite sides right in the same position yes uh, okay yeah all right give me a lord of the rings eight sauron oh man you had that fast yeah oh i'm so impressed well it's like because i have so many eights in my life that i love I love eights. I love, I think what it is about eights as a nine that we'll get to in a minute that I love is that they have all of that like ability to stand up and speak very directly and very clearly. And and I'm going to say this and I mean it in like the best way because I really, I really, really do of like, I don't care if this is going to hurt your feelings right now. You need to hear they're acting like a butthole. Like they're just going to say that. <laughs> and I love that about eights. What? There's no guessing. That's good. Yeah. That's, I do appreciate that about eights. What about Sauron? Would he also be an eight? That's a good question. I haven't, I don't think about that character. <laughs> what? We need to mold this one. I don't. I don't. I don't think I about, forget about him. The actual main physical representation of the bad guys in that movie. I know. I think I. I think maybe it's see, but because he sort of. I mean, he is all the things that kind of like Vader is in the Star Wars kind of. Yeah, we haven't talked about. We haven't, start, Star we haven't talked. About I meant Star to bring Wars. up Han Solo at seven. Yeah, you see me? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, he's a seven. Definitely. Which mm-hmm. is, which basically, I want to be Chewbacca. So, like, I would just want to ride around with a, or maybe I, that's why I want to be Han Solo because I want to ride around with a Wookiee. Yes. I want to have a Wookiee best friend. You want to have a Wookiee best friend. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, back to eight. Sauron is a lot of ways the Darth Vader of the Lord of the Rings universe. I hate to be so simplistic, but like, right. Yeah. 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 He is the one that, no, he's like the bad guy. Right. He's the one that's kind of rallying the bad guys against the good guys. For a specific reason, you know, he's is got a it purpose. the reason because he wants to be the best and the most have the most power, or is it because the whole galaxy is going to fall apart if, like, the whole world, the whole the whole thing is going to fall apart if people don't listen to him? Um, who Saruman? Yes, I think his is more of like he knows which way the wind is blowing, so it's like the ring has returned. There's no stopping Sauron. We should join with him. Mm. And I think part of him thinks that if he does that, he'll either be in his good graces or usurp him even later. Maybe. I mean, if he's as arrogant and, you know, does he think he could at someday supersede? Because Sauron is a wizard, like almost immortal. Like he's lived for, you know, I think thousands of years. So I don't know if he then thinks that like, okay, Sauron can... 
So let me put it this way. Anakin is a three. Vader okay. is an eight. Okay. So in that like villain, you know, like some. Was the three afraid of like change or no? No. Okay. No, the three wants power for to be seen as having like value and mm. being the best. Okay. And eight wants power because if they're not in charge, the whole world will implode. Okay. Interesting. To be, you know, simplistic within the... Right. Um, it's more of like a, a position of power for the greater good kind of thing. Is that what they mean? Eight? Like, I, I'm, I need to be in charge because I'm the only one that can be in charge to make this place run. Yes. That's an eight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. yes Maybe yes. that is Saruman or Saruman. Oof, I don't know. Let's watch. We Wait, isn't Saruman in Star Wars, the actor? Christopher Lee? Yeah. yeah. He's uh, Count Dooku in. One of the crappy movies. <laughs> Attack of the Which Clones. One? Attack of the Clones. And he's in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he gets his head cut off in like the first 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> he, in <the> <laughs> he is in the crappy ones. I knew he was. Yeah. I'm like, why do I see his face and just think of Star Wars? Well, he's got a great face. He does have a great face. Um. Okay. Last but not least. Are we, going Last, to, are we doing this? But definitely not least is the nine. Niner. Nines are the peacemaker. <laughs> Which uh, please talk about yourself through the enneagram. I'm gonna enjoy this. Go ahead. It, that's so not fair because I, you know, like being a nine. I could talk about being a one all day. Being a nine is. I could do this all day. It sounds like it would be really lovely. Like, does it being a peacemaker? That sounds exhausting. Oh, okay, good. I mean, most people are like, oh, nines must be so lovely. Well, do they miss? They, do they mistake? Being peaceful for being a peacemaker, because being a peaceful right, is one yeah. thing, but being a peacemaker is you're often in the middle of conflict. Right, like a clear indicator of me in my youth as a as a textbook nine is that in fifth grade, rather than I already love the story. <laughs> in fifth grade, rather than participating in recess. <clears throat> Because what was happening at recess was cliques were being formed in fifth grade recess on the playground. Uh, and different people were allowed to sit and play and hang out in different parts of the playground. And other people were not allowed there. And this was all unfolding. And I got sick of watching all of this. And so instead of playing at recess, I volunteered to be a conflict manager. <laughs> Where? I would essentially stand on the playground and just be aware if there was conflict happening and mm -hmm. interrupt it and try to act as a mediator. So you're like the Jedi Knights of the playground. <laughs> it, that makes just it sound way cooler than it was. Interplanetary conflict, one set of <clears throat> monkey bars at a time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> the nine sounds like, oh, you know, it's like all of this altruistic kind of uh, getting to be in the space of um, I think that people do equate it with like earthiness of um, easygoing groundedness. I think there's a misunderstanding of peaceful and peacemaker. Well, and, and people who are nines tend to be those things and 
they're often not those things when other people are around <laughs> because, you know, conflict is a part of life and it's so, it can be so uncomfortable. So <clears throat> what the nine is worried about is loss and separation of relationship and people caring for one another. Like that that idea that we were all born into this incarnation as separate beings uh, doesn't sit well with the nine. Like the nine is like, no, we're actually all connected. So when you do bonehead shit, it impacts everybody. So please pay attention to the bonehead shit you're doing and think about the collective. Just go sit in this corner and think about the bonehead shit you've been doing. Go sit in the corner. Um, They dislike conflict and uh, tension. And so they will do what they can to mitigate that with other people. And often when it comes to themselves, they'll isolate. Like in an unhealthy way, they can shut down and isolate. And they okay. will like not say what they want, need, or are thinking mm. out of the concern that they'll create the a conflict. Okay. I have be. an idea of what a, who a nine could be. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Vision. Vision is a the nine. MCU. Yeah. Vision is a nine. Vision is a nine. The so Falcon is a nine. Really? If we're going to be in the MCU Falcon? place. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We could be anywhere. Right, right, right. Um, this is a common character that a lot of people know. So I, I use this one. Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz is a nine. Really? Yep. 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 Is it because she, while trying to get home from Oz... And the people that you know, the scarecrow. She meets a scarecrow, mm-hmm. Tin Man, and, and the, the cowardly lion. Like that, she's like, "Come to Oz. I'll help you. We can we can solve your you know we can find what you're looking for, kind of thing." And if they were anyone else, they might be like, "Okay, peace. I'm out of here. <laughs> Try to get back to Kansas." Sort of. It's more of like, so we can walk through the Wizard of Oz because everybody kind of like everybody knows this. Everybody I think, kind of knows. It's like the <clears throat> famous movie. In I the mean, like, who movies. doesn't know the Wizard of Oz? I mean, I imagine Luna there are is people. the only one. Luna. <laughs> the four-month-old. She will. We have to watch that one next. <laughs> okay. So there's the conflict with Miss Gulch, right? She wants to take Toto. Oh, she like the witch in Kansas. Right. Okay. So she's like the lady on the bicycle. Gotcha. She's going to take Toto. It's a whole thing. And Rather than like face and like deal, Dorothy runs away with Toto. She runs away. And that's when she goes to see the psychic guy and he tells her that her aunt Emma is sick. And so she goes back. Yeah, maybe I need to see this movie again. I don't remember any of this. When see, she said, I'm like, everybody knows. the wizard. Maybe everybody knows. And you're like, everybody okay, knows. Okay. There's a difference between saying everybody knows Wizard of Oz. If I say <laughs> Scarecrow. Right. Or the Cowardly Lion. You're like, well, the psychic. So this is all pre- Going to all Oz. In, still in sepia tone. Right? So still in sepia tone. Aunt Emma's sick. Well, she can't have that. She has to go and take care of people and make sure people are okay. It would be another, it'd be an internal conflict for her if she left her aunt who wasn't doing well. So she goes back to take care of her aunt. Tornado hits. Doesn't make it into the storm cellar in time. Gets knocked out on the bed. Goes to Oz. Right. So once she lands, so this is a, this is a common um, 
coping mechanism of the nine is that rather than being in the present and being in with what's happening, the nine will disappear into fantasy land. She disappears into Oz. I mean, concussion induced or not, she disappears into Oz. Um, <clears throat> another example of this is Christopher Robin is a nine. And so all of the Hundred Acre Wood, it happens in his imagination. He disappears into this other place in his imagination rather than being in the outside world, which can be really full of conflict and stressful. Speaking of then, Vision, Mm -hmm. is Wanda a nine? No, Wanda's a four. Really? Oh, yeah. Even with her whole Westview can't deal with reality thing? Yes. Okay. Really? She's a four? She's a four. Did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting you. I know. <laughs> All right. We just didn't go through every we single yeah, we universe only, line by line. Highlights. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Who else is a nine? Who it's else is a nine? We got Vision. We have Christopher Robin. I mean, Harry Potter is a nine. Lupin is a nine. If we're going to go into... Is he? Lupin? Lupin's a nine. Oh, Lupin's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lupin's the bomb. All right. Nines. Who is a nine? I thought I had a nine for Star Wars in my brain. And I, of course, want to say true Imway, but I don't think that that's true. <laughs> no, he's... Well, who would be the peacemaker? Conflict right. resolver. Mm-mm-mm. Padme? No. I'm trying to not to acknowledge Padme this is a one. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. I mean, Padme might have well, a... An, a nine wing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of... And it might just be that there isn't a nine in the right. Star Wars. <laughs> Disclaimer, they're not all represented everywhere. I mean, maybe... Um, one of the fucking oh <laughs> one of the senators? Sure. Like uh I'm thinking of that woman who in we just watched Rogue One. Yeah. The the redhead? The redhead? Yeah. Mon Mothma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her. She might be a nine. Okay. Yeah, like diplomatic. Yeah. Positions. Right. She does kind of like the very... At They're the not end like of Rogue piloting One. things. Right. There's, she's trying to like oversee the, the council, whatever that is. We're not really told. Yeah. Before we get to the fun stuff. Nice. Before shit gets real. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's bring it home. I mean, the dude is a nine. The dude is a nine. That makes sense. Really? And the big Lebowski? Yes. He doesn't seem to care about anything. Oh, no. He's actually... I mean... Well, maybe between Walter and Donnie. No maybe. interest in conflict whatsoever. Like, okay. like a nine would 100% watch somebody pee on their rug and be like, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. And then like, it's his friends who are like, we're going to do something about this. And he's like, not going to do something about this. I mean, he's not a healthy nine. Okay. You right. know, he's not out in the world. <laughs> Working for the UN. Right. He's not trying to make any sort of change positive. No, no, no. Otherwise. Yeah. Uh, right. And I was thinking that maybe <clears throat> um, I was thinking that maybe 
in Big Bang Theory, Stuart might be a nine, yeah. but I hadn't. You know, like I'd he say was very. Raj is more of a nine. You think? No, I think Raj is a four. What? But, I, but Stuart. Only because there's that episode where Stuart is talking about where like he's there to replace Howard. Yeah. And um Sheldon keeps telling him he has to do shit that's like Howard and he's just right. like, okay. You know, like because okay. nines can very much go to that place of like, my identity isn't my identity. Just I have to make other people uncomfortable. So I'll like match you, I'll be like shape shifting. Okay. Uh I do totally love this character, and he drives me crazy on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Terry. Oh, really? Is a nine. Oh, I see that. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Because he's the sergeant. He's the one. Yep. In, like, he's in charge of all the detectives and uh-huh. that, like, he has to handle the day-to-day actual management of everyone, not the captain that's, like, right. overseeing the whole, like, precinct. Okay. Right. And he has that whole, like, <laughs> the, there, there's that whole storyline where he hadn't solved any cases in, yeah. because you know like and so he was like oh i don't really do anything nines can be kind of self-deprecating sometimes and like extreme humility to the point of annoyance um right and then rosa comes in he's like i solved this one because you gave me this lead i solved this other one because you knew about this guy and she like reveals that she had solved all these cases only with the help of terry yeah so he actually is a very significant part of the squad and so like the nine can can definitely like forego whatever it is that their goals aspirations longings are to help other people meet their goals aspirations is it also like there's this one cutaway gag in that show with him where he like he's paints so like he had to give up his painting closet and Mm. it's not like the closet where he keeps painting things it's the closet he goes into paint because he has three children and he has no room in the house, you know, like, right. That's where he goes. Like, it's like he, when my yoga space was the closet inside the bathroom upstairs. Yeah. In the house. Right. Yep. yep. That was, that was a cupboard under the stairs vibe. Definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the best nine of all. Uh, my mother-in-law. Oh, your yeah. mother. Best nine. Best nine. Wow. Maybe she'll listen to parts of this if. If oh I, my god, she'd be mortified if, we if give she her heard detailed, that. If we give her detailed timestamps, maybe she would listen. But it's like <laughs> it's like give your mom credit for doing something, and she's like, Psh. <laughs> "Okay, again, excellent segue. We're going to bring this home with the story that we alluded to at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be titled "This Is in Your Future Too." This is in your future too, and this has to do with my mother. So you tell the story. This you, I have played no part in this because I think I was asleep when it happened. So another thing about nines is that often nines have an ability to see what's going on like beyond the the what's going on in this moment. So they have like really good big picture vision when they have time to like settle into that. And we were just dating. We weren't right. even engaged. We weren't engaged and we went home to, to visit my parents', your parents. house. Yeah, went home to visit my parents. Hanging out um and on friday nights this is the cutest thing ever uh matt's parents and their friends would get together and they would always have like friday night dinner um and 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 this tradition had i guess gone on oh two decades at least at least 20 years i was in sixth grade maybe when it started and then it just it rarely stopped so every friday night for 20 years and 
you know, it unfolds like dinner happens, everyone gathers together, and then there's kind of this like splitting of the genders. <laughs> where uh, I think, I think your mom. It was me, your mom, and Can I clarify your... the splitting of the genders. I mean, it's, you're not wrong, but it sounds kind of very Victorian. I and, and not like forced, <laughs> just kind of by choice. I, I mean, it like, kind of it is very much like well, uh, miss, you know, we're the, cigars the, the, the and dudes brandy. are going to go smoke cigars and drink bourbon on the deck, and we can't do that in the house. So and you can't do that in the house, and we think it's stinky. Full disclaimer: everyone was invited. Yes, true. So. After the cigars and brand cigars and bourbon, bourbon. happened, uh, we went out. Uh, we stayed out on the deck, and Matt, his dad, and his dad's friend came inside, and they were all watching us something. I don't know if you're we watching a game. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees were on or something. something. And so, sports ball happening inside on the TV. Men folk. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just wanted to see your face so bad when I said that. We're gathered inside, and we were all on the deck. And we're chatting, hanging out. I come back in and sit down on the couch. And to my left and directly in front of me are two men in their 60s. Yeah. yeah. Snoring. Yeah. They'd have fallen asleep. Totally asleep. And this is like par for the course. Like Friday night used to be like, hey, let's come over. We'll have dinner. We'll watch a movie. And then it turned into dinner and then nap time because everyone would just fall asleep during the movie. Right. And then we would stop even renting the movies and they would just be dinner Hang out Nap with some time. cigars, maybe port, and then if there was a game on, and then it would just like fall asleep in front of whatever was on. And so this is what you witnessed. You were just like, "Yeah, this is now the men oh folk, as you call them, have come inside from the cigars in the port, and the the bourbon is hit, and they are passed out snoring on the floor and couch. And they are so cute. Like it is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Is my my not at the time, but now father in law and his friend nappy napping." Uh, in the wingback chair and on the sofa, sitting up. Everyone's mm-hmm. sitting up. <laughs> and, and my mother-in-law walks in and she looks at me and she looks at the two of them and she looks back at me and she goes, this is in your future too. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, we're just, we're just keeping it casual here. I don't know. No, I definitely didn't say that. I was no. like, I was yeah. like, I'm also, totally here for it. Yeah. She just called you out. I was like, be prepared. Be prepared. Because you see these old snoring white men. On the couch. On the couch. This will be on your couch. This will be on your couch. She was very, very accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong. Nines are rarely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I wish I got to witness that. I really do, but I think I was sleeping on the couch in the same room. That's no, you actually were out on the deck with oh, us. Oh, was I still out? Okay. Mm-hmm. You were out on the deck. That's why I said menfolk and I was being facetious because it was really just your dad and Mr. P. Right. That had come inside. Yeah. And you were still chatting outside with all of us. It was amazing. Probably mostly you were still smoking a cigar. Probably. Yeah. Gutsy call, my mom. Wow. I know. She's savage. She is very savage. She's not savage often, but when she is, it's, it is just... Cutting solid eight wing that she has going yeah. on with her oh, nine. It's vicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the Enneagram. That's the Enneagram through pop culture references, icons. And you'll hear us sprinkle this all over the place about 
yeah, his oneness, so my now, nineness. Like, yeah, if if the oneness and the nineness come up, which they have before, I guess there's a reference. There. And the children are seven, but eight, and nine also. So. Did you like how we started with one last episode and they had to get to the end of this other episode to get the one and nine? So they just have to. This is how we marketing genius. They just have to listen. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> it's two hundred and. 67 people. It is. 267 by week five. Sure. We can do that. Okay. Awesome. And for Luna. And for Luna. (laughs) Mutual victory. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Thanks. See you next time.